welcome back to Oh Deary Deary Me. I'm Caroline Deary, and you just heard a clip from Dangerous by Taylor Bono. Yes, she's our first guest with upwards of 37 million streams on Spotify. Her transparent emo pop music has helped many people through heartbreak. Singing about topics ranging from the madness that is social media to letting exes back into your life. Oh, honey. Her lyrics are sure to make you say, oh my gosh, I felt that exact same thing. Who the heck gave this girl access to my soul? She's an unparalleled artist, kindred spirit, and amazing friend. Taylor Bono, everybody. Hey, Caroline. (laughs) I'm so excited to be doing this with you. Thank you. Thank you for being my first guest, girl. We're figuring it out and you get to be my first person I do this with. I am very honored to be your first guest. Yes. This is so fun. We've been roommates for like three years now. Yes, we have. You know, you've been the one that has heard like how many times I've been like, Taylor, I'm going to make a podcast. Yeah. And now you're doing it. Now we're doing the thing. Here we are. It's happening. It is happening. Okay, so these are the first three questions that I want to ask all my guests because I really want to learn more about astrology. Uh, this sounds like so LA mm-hmm. of me, <laughs> but yes. I like I really want to learn about all my friends and all of like their personalities and how it correlates to their signs. So tell everyone what your sign is. Well, my birthday is September second, so I'm a Virgo. A Virgo queen, just like yes. Beyonce. Yes. yes. Just like me. Yes. We are Virgo queens. Yes. Okay. And then the second question is, what is your mantra at the moment? Um, I feel like I have lots of mantras constantly spinning in my mm-hmm. head. But mm-hmm. I feel like overall right now, it's just uh, I want whatever is good for me. Ooh. Um, yeah, I won't just because I feel like I, I'm at a place in my life where I just am. I'm. I just want to grow, and I really just want what's good for me. Another way to word that is like, I want what wants me back. I like, like that. Okay. Yeah. And then, what is something that made you laugh recently? Um. Well, I think that your TikToks are hilarious. <laughs> Anytime I go on TikTok and watch them, they make me laugh. Um, Thank you for saying that. I will now Venmo you twenty dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you you won the paid advertisement. Um, yes, that's that's so great. Okay, and also, um, I'm with. I've been with my niece all day today, and mm-hmm. I was like, um, first thing I can think of is, I don't know if people think this is funny, but it was making me laugh because I taught her duck duck goose today, and she, I probably played a hundred times today. I'm not even exaggerating. Over a hundred times. Mm-hmm. And she just keeps saying, duh, when she says, gog, gog, goose, and just like, and just Aww. screams it. She's three, and it just makes me laugh a lot. So that's so cute. Yeah. I love spending time with kids. Like, they are the most present souls. They really are. Like- yeah. It really, like, bring, I mean, it's a good, uh, it's good for your soul because it, like, challenges you to go back to, like, the most simple way and most innocent way of life of just like completely being in the moment 
And it's such so beautiful to see how like content children are just in the moment over something so simple and then mm. just pull you in and like cause you to be so present with them. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good to be like, hmm, remember when I was like so stoked on a freaking ice pop and it was like yeah. my night could be made if my mom was like, guess what? We're having popsicles tonight. Yeah. For real. And now we, now that now we're adults, we... we can have ice pops for breakfast. I know. And then we like, and we abuse them because then we can have them for breakfast. <laughs> we forget that. We should, we have to be our own mother to ourselves now as adults. Oh, that's so good. We would never do that though. Would we I would never, ever have dessert for breakfast. Are you kidding me? Like no. I would never have cookies for breakfast. Like I've never done that before. <laughs> and you don't know that I've done that before because you're my roommate. Like absolutely not. <laughs> Wait, that makes me laugh because that reminds me. Quick story time. Quick yeah. story oh, time. Oh, gosh. What are you going to say? <laughs> About the cookies. Oh, yeah. You can say it. You can tell them. Well, I have a cookie obsession. It's my favorite dessert. What about you, Ote? Absolutely. Yeah. Number one. <laughs> and so, like, there were so many times where um, – like, we'd eat each other's food and, like, leave notes and be like, oh, I'm sorry. AKA, yeah. there were so many times I would eat your food and leave you a note. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And then, like, one time we were we were out and we were having a rough night. Like, we just couldn't figure out what we were doing. I was like, well, let's just go home and eat cookies because I have cookies. Right. And you and Bryce, um, our other roommate at the time, like, looked at each other and you guys were like, Caroline, I'm sorry, you don't have cookies at home waiting for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, because we're like, we are so sorry, but we ate them last night. We were going to get you new ones. We haven't had a chance to go to the store. And, yeah. and everything was closed. And I was like, this is just so <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah, and then, that happened and a then, lot. <laughs> and then I, like, bought a huge Trader Joe's tub of cookies. And I was like, okay. We're going to go out, and then when we get back, let's all enjoy them And together. then, like, the next week, we'd be like, okay, we are going to health ladies, and we would, like, all – I mean, that was our, that was our life, yeah. Yeah, it would, but, like, we came, we came back from this night out. I had a tub of cookies, and I'm, like, on the toilet. I'm like, Taylor, don't start eating the cookies until I'm done. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and I was eating them. <laughs> And I was, like, on the toilet, like, screaming. And then Bryce was like, Taylor, I think she's serious. And I was like, oh, really? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I was so – I get so worked up. Anyway, yeah. Hilarious. Okay, well, let's start back with the story of how we met. Okay. Because it is so sweet. How did we meet? Um, I remember you came over. Our mm-hmm. um, friend, Abby – I met you, she brought you over to the apartment and Mm -hmm. you sat down on the living room floor and you were telling me a story. And I remember I'm like, who is this girl? She's so animated. You were telling the story when using your hands and you were getting up and acting out your stories. You were telling me it was like, I think it was like about like a a date or something you went on or that or something, an event you had that week we met and you were, it was, you were so like, the way you told, I was just, you were so captivating. I was like, who you were, you were hilarious. And then, um, I think it was that night it was, uh, me, you, Abby, Maddie, Mm -hmm. right? And Bryce. Bryce. Me and Bryce lived together at the time and Janae. And then we 
and I was like wait you guys should all sleep over and we had a huge sleepover that night that was like and then we ended up doing improv skits and being really weird and silly and yeah that was the first time we met and I was like oh my gosh this girl is so real and raw but I thought you were really cool because you had um eyelash extensions and I was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) she has eyelash extensions that's Um, that's what did it uh (laughs) that's what made our friendship Uh. but and it's also funny, like, we related because we're both from Orlando, mm-hmm. but our paths crossed in, like, this big city where we're all just chasing our dreams, yeah. which was cute. And, yeah, Taylor was like, obviously, you're sleeping over and threw PJs my way. And, you know, I was in college. I had never had a slumber party, like, off campus and so I was like, oh, my God. And then a year after I graduated, I moved in. Or when I graduated, I moved into the apartment. That's amazing. Yeah. Full circle. So, like, pre-COVID, because now, obviously, we are always apart because no one really lives in our apartment. Um, what would you say our roomy dynamic was like? Constant entertainment and, like some kind of life going on it's kind of like it feels like it like a dream like almost like something from a movie sometimes I would feel like yeah because like I'm like this is such an op this is such how many times in my life am I gonna be able to live with like amazing girls like you know we're gonna grow older meet one day no. meet our person meet our our man our mans uh, or collect I, our bag enough to the point where we can have our huge mansions and we don't have to right so like living together is has been so much fun and like just both of us like pursuing our dreams and um coming home and like getting to talk about our dreams and passions and having dance parties in the apartment constantly with girls and Mm -hmm. uh sleepovers and all the cry sessions oh we would so many cry sessions and just um morning yes morning coffee when you were dancing in the kitchen and I was still half asleep I wake up in the morning I'm like today is a new day and I'm like my hair is a mess and I don't look up until I get coffee I walk (laughs) out and yeah and then you're like twerking in the kitchen in the morning okay so what is the most annoying thing that I do as a roommate and then what's the best thing that I do as a roommate um Okay, annoying. It's a really hard. Annoying is hard for me to think of. I know. I just wanted to start drama. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm not just saying it to be nice, but I'm like, I don't think there's really anything annoying. I know, but I just, I know, felt like if we were to fight I'm like, on if I air. Ha- okay, you're right. Let's try to get in a fight on like, air. That would like, cause really the drama for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> like, bitch. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, so maybe it's the morning thing like that if you're mm-hmm. twerking in the kitchen early in the morning and I'm coming out to grab a glass of water and then go back to bed it's yeah. like I can't make eye contact it's yet because I am not ready to twerk mm-hmm. but give me like like a little bit later tonight I will be ready to twerk you know yeah. but um maybe that's it but that's not really annoying that's kind of awesome so yeah Ugh, what are you gonna do um and then the best qual is that what you asked? Best quality? Yeah. Of roommate. Yeah. Um, I think it's just like how 
supportive you are as a like just being able to you anytime I've come home and like um I've come home with something like a new song you would like turn on you would blast it and have a dance party with me to it yeah and that's been really fun and just like you're just being able to live life alongside of you and being Mm -hmm. like you're one of my best friends and being able to Mm -hmm. like live with you has been just a really special time in my life that I'll remember forever. Yeah, I know. It is really sweet because we've had like the behind the scenes, behind the scenes, behind the scenes. Yeah. Look at each other's lives through like deaths, breakups, dogs, <laughs> shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Craziness, depression, joy, Mm -hmm. high, everything. Yeah. Yeah. We've both been by our sides through pretty crucial, like, we both found out pretty groundbreaking information. Mm -hmm. We were both, I mean, being being able to be by our sides through that was really special, too. Yeah. I bet a lot of people listening to this right now are like, I hate my roomies so much. Oh, yeah. That's true. A lot of people do. So I'm that. Yeah. No, I know this is a rare thing that I that I. So I. Yeah. that's why it's more. Spe- it's so special because I know it's rare because I mean, a lot of times roommate roommate and set- situation in general is hard, especially especially if you're living with friends. You have to learn how to be like a mature friend and like learn, dy- you know, oh, I yeah. understand why. But so I know this is makes me more grateful, though. Cause I feel like, yeah. Yeah. So whether you love your roommate yeah. or you hate your roommate, you guys aren't as close as me and Taylor, <laughs> but it, it like you come home with a brand new song based off of, um, something that we were talking about in the morning in the kitchen. And it freaking blows my mind how you can turn that feeling or whatever story is happening into this masterful piece of bop heaven music and I'm like I live with one of the most talented people on God's green earth oh thanks literally get starstruck okay so tell the listeners a little rundown of your history your background where you're from um I'm from Orlando Florida I was Mm -hmm. born in Virginia and then I moved to Orlando when I was four I grew up in Orlando um, with my family. I'm the youngest and I have an older brother and older sister. And I started singing when I was eight years old. Um, and then I started playing guitar when I was 14. And I wrote my first song when I learned my first four chords on guitar in the mm. middle of the night on a school night, my freshman year of high school. And a song kind of accidentally poured out of me from beginning to end. And I was like, what just happened? And and my heart was beating a million miles per hour. And it was like, I couldn't. And then I would, all throughout high school, I would just keep doing that. I would write, write every day. Um, And it felt like your first song about. um, It was about, it was actually about Jesus. (laughs) It was a song uh, about my relationship with God when I was 14. And it kind of came out. It was a. It was almost kind of like a spiritual 
moment I feel like I had because the whole song came out beginning to end and I had no idea how I wrote the song. It almost felt like it was just like the spirit moving. Like given, it was like given to me and I didn't do anything. Like it just, it was like yeah. a gift that I was given. And I didn't know why. And oh. all throughout high school, um, I would, I, I felt I would come home like crying all a lot because mm-hmm. I was so passionate about like, um, I had a really strong clarity when I was 14 of like that I wanted to pursue music mm-hmm. and I didn't know where to start or where to begin, but I felt like so passionate about it. So I would just, it almost felt like a burden because I didn't know how to begin. I went to Nashville for the first time when I was 17. I had to beg mm-hmm. my parents to let me go. Um, they told, they told me at first they shut it down. I mean, they were just like, is that really what you want? Like, um, so I went for the first time when I was 17 for spring break and took some meetings I started doing like recording, just, just like going to learn like what, what I can do. And then over time, I eventually did a, a competition in Florida mm-hmm. called the Florida Grammy Showcase. And I ended up winning the showcase. I remember I submitted like the last day of submission thinking one, okay, fine. I, I don't know if this will do anything, but why not? I'll submit. And then ended up winning the contest. And then I got, I played on Grammy Festival at Sea Women Who Rock Cruise. And on that cruise, I met a girl named Sonia Lee. And she was like, she was like, you're amazing. She was like, I'm traveling and you're in like, I'm going to be gone for three months. Just come stay at my place in Nashville. Wow. And I had been going back and forth to Nashville for a while before then, but I never like really just, I don't know. So I, I took that opportunity. I went and stayed there. And then I, I started that was the first time I was like, okay, yes, I can move here. And then I yeah. moved there. I set for, I lived there for a couple of years. I just, I would drive for Uber. I did my college online and I would write with anyone and any, everyone who would write with me. Wow. I took my first trip to LA. I wrote a song. Actually, it was my second trip to LA. I wrote a song called Technically Single. Whoop, whoop. Like one of the most, it was all, it was literally my life at the time. I mean, I was stuck in, I was very confused in this relationship mm. and it came, um, and then organically in Nashville, it spread around and then Spotify, the global team of Spotify heard it. It went viral on Spotify. I signed a record deal to RCA. I moved to LA to beginning of 2017. That deal fell apart and I'm independent now and I've been releasing music again and just, um, Ready awesome. to start again. So there's some... one thing I want to highlight is the fact that you drove for Uber. Like, I mean, people see your life now and they're like, Taylor Bono, this amazing like recording artist. But I mean, you had to pave that way by taking up like a driving job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I still feel like I have to pave that way. I mean, it's a constant, you know, thing of never feeling like what is a rival to like, the yeah, of whatever it is. So when you when your song went viral and then you signed a huge record deal, did you feel more secure in your career than ever, or bef- like was it like, holy shit, what what do I do now? Like, there's so much pressure on the next move that I make. Like, what was that feeling? It was definitely really exciting. I had never had any 
success with a song yet, like really. And then all of a sudden, every major label wanted to meet with me. And I was, I was so stressed during that time in my life. Mm. Um, I was breaking out in hives, my body. I was like having allergic reactions because of stress. Why it didn't work out. I think there's so many different reasons. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't, I don't think I had the right, that my team fell apart. Yeah. But all I can do is look at myself. Mm -hmm. I don't think I was ready. I think I definitely overthought everything Mm -hmm. and I didn't really have a clear vision yet of like where the music was going, what the story was that I wanted to tell. And I think I got paralyzed in it. And so, yeah, I felt there was definitely a lot of pressure. Um, So during the time that you took off from releasing music, because you took three years off, right? Yeah. Yeah. What did you do with that time? That process of um, discovering I was splitting to actually getting out took like, almost two years like of being Mm -hmm. kind of stuck stagnant in the label um my management team had left at the time my and then legally getting out took over a year so that time I was like okay I'm just waiting so I just went I literally just put my head down and just kept writing and I feel like I actually ended up I feel like I grew the most I ever have in my life during those during that time, the same time, like the label fell apart. I was going through a really bad breakup. Um, mm-hmm. And I went in and just like used my songwriting sessions as therapy. Like I would almost, I would go in crying, like with strangers, people I'd never meeting for the first time and just write a Hi. song about. However, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, like I know we just met, but I'm going to cry to you about whatever, <laughs> I'm, all this stuff I'm feeling. And we're going to, we wrote a song about it. Um, See, like that's a gift in of itself. Like, yeah, to be able to because, you know, not a lot of people have vocals like you. Not a lot of people have amazing songwriting abilities. And then on top of all of that, not a lot of people are able to just freaking rip their heart out and hand it to someone and be like, hey, can you hold this for a second while we work together? Hmm. So hmm. those Thanks. three things like are unstoppable for you. Thanks. Yeah, Superpower. It's, it's definitely something really, like, really, really special. And I'm, like, so grateful. It makes me just so grateful for music because it allows me to turn something painful into something beautiful that may be able to help someone else or connect someone else. And so I'm, like, it definitely just I'm really, really grateful for that. And that fuels me a lot. Yeah, so relatable. I don't think there's anyone that has, like, such relatable lyrics. I don't know. You always break me down. The amount of times Taylor has come home with the song that's – I'm like, you wrote this about me? (laughs) I start (laughs) crying. And I'm like, this reminds me of the time that I skid my knee as a (laughs) three-year-old. She's like, "Uh, yeah, (laughs) that's – that's it. Okay, so when did you know that it was time to start releasing again? Well, I got out of the record deal independent again last year. Mm-hmm. And it took me some time. I think after I got out of the deal as independent, I was a little bit fearful. Like, whoa, now that I'm independent, like, uh, what do I, can I, 
can I do this? Like, do I need to go find a team? Like, what do I need to do? Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, I found a team, but, uh, over the, over time, but to some extent, like, it's never going to be perfect. So I just realized, like, I just, like, now or never, I got to start 2020, um, hit and I just was like I got it I have um I have to start putting out these this music and I'm I mm-hmm. just hit me like I'm free again like I have to I get to I get to just do yeah I get to just I gotta just put it out and do it all yourself yeah and it's independent yeah. queen here so you know, as like a Virgo perfectionist, how do you deal with overcoming self-doubt? That's a good question because I am, that's definitely my, it's a strength and also weakness because Mm -hmm. it's a balance of learning when it's a strength and when to use it as like, listen to the voice. There's a part, a voice in my head that says, no, it can still be better and fight for that. And keep Mm -hmm. fighting for that. And then there's also another, I need to be able to listen to the voice that says, like, it's when it's time to let go. Because you don't want the perfection, like, to to paralyze you. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's something that I, like, we both relate on so heavily. Um, But, like, for me, something that I saw, I think it was during quarantine, I saw this video that was like, you should be more afraid of making no art yeah. than, than making bad art. So exactly. make bad art. Make anything. But the point is to create and to put it out there. Yeah, that's how I've, I've felt. Is like, I've had to say like to myself, like, get over yourself. Like, do you think it's going to be perfect? Because it's not. Like, I'm a human. It's mm-hmm. never going to be perfect. So mm-hmm. why do I put that pressure on myself? Like, I don't even think people want things that are perfect I think people just want things that are real and vulnerable and um I would so much rather be known for real and vulnerable than perfect and the person who hits the right note always and has the perfect Mm -hmm. production and I'm just sick of aiming for perfection I'd rather be real and also I've had to come I'm like we have one we have one life like I'm in the middle of it right now do I Mm. need do I want to wait how long, I mean, I just gotta, I just, I know this is something inside of me that I, that I gotta do. So it's like, I can't control the outcome. All I can control is my part. And so I'm like, I just gotta, uh, then I'll just go for it. So what if it doesn't, um, mm-hmm. the outcome is not in my hands. Like, I don't know. I just gotta go for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, yeah. Something that I've been uncomfortable with and unfriendly with for a long time is like failure or just I don't know like I have so many like sketch comedy videos that aren't out on the internet because I'm like no the the quality at like five minute mark is just no no can't go out there yeah no but failure is like a now it's like failure is a good thing because I mean I mean I don't know every in any successful story, you have to fail over and over and over again to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I saw this today. Dyson, I think his name is James Dyson, the guy who, like, is the CEO or whatever. Um, he made 
5,127 failed prototypes of his vacuum over 15 years before he, like, made a, a good vacuum, basically. Okay, that's incredible. I know. We should all, <laughs> like, strive to, like, Dyson is goals. I think no, failure, literally. if you're, is an honor because you are willing to, you're so passionate about something that you're willing to fall flat in your face in front of people and then willing to get back up again, like let down your pride and say, I'm willing to try again. Yeah. And also I feel like doing nothing is all, is a part of failing. Yeah. So if you're doing nothing right now and you're like, I don't even have it in, we, in me to fail, don't feel bad about yourself because you are failing. So just fail harder. Yeah. you to do. I think it's just, we're all human. We all have different passions and dreams and it's all messy. No one's going to do anything perfect. We're not robots. So mm-hmm. let yourself fail. Let people see it. It's a glorious adventure and you're going to mm-hmm. end up exactly where, you, where you're meant to be and where you are right now is not an accident. What if you just ask yourself, what if I'm exactly where I need to be? Like, just ask yourself I believe the most that. positive outcome. Like, what if all my dreams come true? Yeah, I believe that. Then what? Like, put it out there. Yeah. What makes you What makes you feel the most confident? When I don't put my value on what other people think of me. And, like, I let go of... I don't care what other people think of me. It doesn't matter what other people think of me. I know what I'm doing is honest and genuine to me. Mm. And like, it might look a certain, it might look different to someone else and they might judge me, but I can let go of that because I know in my gut, this is honest and genuine and I'm living my truth right now. Mm. That's so good. Like knowing your intentions and having trust in the type of person that you are and the intentions that you set. And if it's good, you got to be like, I'm living this. I'm living this life. Mm -hmm. I also feel like confidence, I mean, is something that ebbs and flows. Like I go through, I've had the seasons of my life where I feel really confident and other seasons where I don't, um, but I think that'll it's ups and downs. And so I think it's okay if, I mean, if people are struggling with that, it's a, it's normal and okay. Um, yeah. I love that. Okay. I think it's just like being in touch with like, you're being honest with, if I'm being honest with myself and not lying to myself, that's when I'm mm-hmm. the most confident. Yeah. I feel like for me, the way I've gained confidence, especially in this last year, is by, like, earning trust with myself and keeping promises that I've made to myself. Yeah. And being like, I'm going to do this small thing and I'm going to think about it as I do it. And showed myself, look at you. You're doing the small thing that you set out to do. And over time, just like building that with bigger and bigger things and 
maintaining like the promises that I make to myself. Cause I think, yeah. you know, self-confidence comes through consistency. Okay. At the moment, what was your, what is your favorite lyric of yours? Something that's not released. A song that's mm-hmm. not released is I could have somebody. I know that I could, but till somebody loves me, like I love me. I'm good. Oh, baby. That song's not released yet, though. I sing that to myself all the time. Really? Yeah, I love it. I mean, it's like the ultimate self-love song where you're like, I don't know. I I don't want to hype it up too much because it's not out yet, so I don't want to give away. I'm, like, about to sing the whole thing. Right, we can't, like, we can't leak, we can't, this can't, right. Are we supposed to yeah, are we, we supposed to perform it. sing the whole thing right now and like should we wait <laughs> yeah. till next year? Let's wait till you know, let's keep them. Yeah, the, the funniest thing is that we'll meet we could to- it's like both of us are holding back right now. You know, we could both Yeah. yeah. We could both go off. So we'll revisit the podcast next year. Come on again when you have that song out and we'll just like have a whole episode on it. Oh yeah, that's a whole conversation in itself. That's its yeah. own conversation. Like that's a whole that could go on for hours, so we can right. hold that. But, like, the best thing about me being Taylor's number one fan is when we go to someone's house and we meet someone new, and I'm like, hey, guys, does anyone have, like, a speaker or, like, an aux cord? Because I want to play Taylor's music. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll, like, sit everyone down, and I'll be like, all right, listen to this lyric. It's coming up. <gasps> oh, look what she just Everyone's like... Yeah, she's amazing. And I'm like, I know. That's like honestly the sweetest thing ever that a friend could ever do for me. And I think that I just, yeah, that is really sweet. Yeah. So if I ever get you, I mean, after a quarantine, if I ever get you in a room, just know I'll corner you until you pass me the off. And then we end up, but I miss those times. And then we end up like dancing together to them. Mm-hmm. and just acting like crazy ladies you know <laughs> to like people we end like, up dancing to my own my song house. at a party and like whipping our hair around and people are like who are who are these girls why are, are these girls wait what what's <laughs> happening they're weird but I don't know if I love it I don't know if I hate it I can't tell I feel like we win most people over I think but I hope so <laughs> I think everyone definitely has a moment where they're like what is happening yeah but I love it I don't want it to end I don't want it to ever stop let's not change we won't we won't change okay so you recently recorded a song you released a song called dangerous it's about letting an ex back into your life very dangerous (laughs) it's sexy Uh, it's risky yeah playing with fire Mm-hmm. Do you think it ever works out for exes that get back together? I cannot say in de- like it never works out because I don't know your story. I think it's possible. There, I've definitely heard of stories where it works out. It's definitely not common, but I definitely mm-hmm. have. I think it – I just don't think there are, like, strict rules in relationships all the time. It, it depends on yeah. your relationship, but – um. It's not common that it works out. In my case, 
Yes, dangerous. It's a true story. And <laughs> it did not work out. And um, I don't think it's common that it works out. Um, yeah. I don't. Do you say, yeah, yeah. do you say being dangerous is like worth it in the end? Is it like fun and as sexy as it seems? Okay. My overall advice would be no. For me personally, I don't regret it because I think it gave me a different kind of closure that I needed. And it gave me, I know. Okay. For a long time, I was recently, I've been really mad at myself because I gave another shot to a relationship that had ended and I gave another shot to it. And I've been really mad at myself and I beat myself up for it. But, um, I'm getting to the, I'm coming to the point where I'm actually proud of myself because I was willing to be brave enough to put myself out there again and like mm-hmm. explore because at the end of the day, it's not what about what anyone else thinks, but what I have to do for myself. And it was something yeah. that I had to do for myself and I knew that and mm-hmm. it didn't lead to a serious relationship. It, it ended to, it led to closing that door again and and I have peace with it now because I know that I gave my shot. Um, so I don't, but I don't, um, no, I do not think that I wouldn't recommend it to people, but from, I, but I think at the same time, people like you have to follow your gut. Yeah, that's good. Um, and then also your song Screen that you released during quarantine with a music video, which is so impressive. You you released two independent music videos during quarantine. Um, talk more about Screen because I genuinely feel that so hard. Nowadays. Oh, I do too. I'm actually, I need to, to delete my fake account all over again right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm like every day, I'm like, today's the day. I'm deleting it. The first lyric of the song is should probably delete my fake account and stop stalking my ex, but I can't put it down. And when Taylor came home and showed me that, I was like, not my fake account. Don't come for my fake account. Don't you dare. Yeah. Come for one for fun star one one three. Yeah. No, that song I yeah. that song was real. I was I was laying in bed and feeling depressed and I was like stalking my and my ex on my fake account and I was like and then before I know it I'm stalking not only my ex but like then their friends friends brothers girlfriends dogs you know dogs dogs how that they found at the and then I'm also just stalking like someone I don't even know and I'm looking at their life and I'm getting emotionally like attached to their and I'm like what am I doing why am and then I, I realized other I, f- I was feeling depressed and almost ashamed and I'm like other people must feel this and so I'm gonna write a song yeah. about it and I did and then over quarantine I just decided to shoot a music video in my bedroom on my mm-hmm. iPhone while my dad actually had COVID upstairs in my house. Whoa. And I just, yeah, that was a crazy, this has been a crazy year. 
crazy 2020 moment. Yes. It looks so good. I can't believe you shot it on your iPhone. Thanks. It's amazing. So did Selena Gomez. It's amazing what the iPhone can do and how much, like, how many tools we have just in our pocket. Just like how we're doing this podcast on our phones. I know. We have. This podcast is sponsored by Apple. (laughs) I have a trillion dollars now. That's, that would be nice. No. No. Okay. Yeah, it would. (laughs) But, um, okay. But. Okay, so screen, literally, I feel that right now so hard because I'm in L.A., quarantined. Oh, yeah. And everyone in the South is like, hey, I'm at the bar with my girlies. It's a girl's day. We're hitting the town. And I'm like, cool. I'm living through a screen. Yeah. And then it's hard and then you're just comparing yourself. And you sometimes mm-hmm. you just need to put your phone down and just be present in the moment wherever you are. Yeah. I'm hard. figuring that out. Yeah. I'm figuring out how to set boundaries with my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm figuring out how to set boundaries with people in real life, but mostly my phone. Step one, delete the fake account. Stop sucking your Step ex. <laughs> that is what, that's where I'm at. That is truly step one. Step two. Follow accounts that uplift you. Yes. That's huge. Don't look at the, like, follow things that make you feel motivated. Yeah. Yeah. Step three. Don't, I mean, if, take care of yourself. Like, if you don't, if it's not good for you to be on your phone, like, talk to your friends and then put your phone down and live your life. Like, that's okay. There's no rules. If you want to be on your phone, that's totally fine, too. It just depends on what yeah. what's good for you. Step four is to listen to my podcast, Oh Deary Deary Me, and then, and then put your phone away. Yeah. Yes. And then listen to it again. And then stream Taylor Bono <laughs> on Spotify. Yes. And then do not – and then just put your phone down for all of eternity. And that's it. But make sure that just Taylor kidding. Bono's song is on repeat on if you need to put it on silent. So it's just getting streams. <sighs> Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, so no. what are you most excited for with your projects coming up? I feel like I haven't even started releasing my favorite. The stuff I'm, like, really, really excited about. Mm. I've, so I'm just – the past couple of days, I've been journaling, writing down release schedules – planned brainstorming different ways to release it all but I have I have like a a, an album of Mm -hmm. songs that were really healing for me and I feel like could be really healing for other people so I've just I'm really excited to put those songs out in 2021 and so I've yeah um I'm just excited. It's going to be the ultimate, like, healing your heartbreak album. Yeah, I hope so. And I know even for me personally, like, putting it out will be a big release for me. Like, I can put it out and then I can move forward. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Have you written anything new during quarantine? Yeah, 
I have. You have? I haven't heard any, like any of it. Wait, you haven't heard a recording of a new song that I wrote recently, <gasps> but I think I'm gonna put it out beginning of next year, and then wow. this is all. This is all like uh, very candid talk. Nothing is official, so this might change. But I'm right now. I'm thinking I'm gonna put out this song beginning of next year, and then I think wow. I'm gonna drop okay. the whole album like middle of next year, like all, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, everyone go to Spotify and stalk the heck out of Taylor Bono. That's Taylor with an E, Bono, B-U-O-N-O, and listen to all of her music. Seriously, it will take you to a different place and smack you around the walls and bring out the feelings that you're like, I wasn't ready to feel that, but thanks, Taylor. Aw. You're the best, Caroline. You're the best. I'm so happy that you were on my podcast today. I loved our conversation. And I'll see you soon, girly. That's all we got. Thank you, Caroline. You guys, Caroline is a real one. She's solid. And Mm -hmm. she's going places. And I just... Honestly, I'm so proud of you and I believe in you and I just am so happy that we did this and I'm honored to be your first guest. I can't wait to come back on your podcast when it's just blowing up and yay. Yeah. I'm so happy. Well, thanks for (laughs) doing shit. (laughs) Sorry. I'm trying to record this outro and Cam is here making me laugh just because I let out a few burps. In preparation. All right. Oh, God. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I had so much fun chatting with Tay. And I can't wait for next week's episode. We're going to be talking about body positivity. That's right. You'll love to hear it. All right. Have a great week. And love, oh, dearie, dearie me. But some nights, something kind of feels like he's still mine. Started this again, no stop. Body and body.